Welcome to How to Complete a Project. Today we're talking about feeling productive. How to Complete a Project is a podcast for people who struggle with the last parts. I'm Lindsay and I'll be facilitating your journey from anxiety and overwhelm and being stuck to wrapping it up. So we talked about the good and bad feelings that come from a well-managed or mismanaged project. So now let's talk about how you should feel after completing a project. There is usually a little bit of relief, like, whoo, I made it, right? Even if you love the entire process, when that thing is complete, there is a sense of relief. There's a little bit of pride because look at what you did. And then some people feel like they can do it again. But even if you could do it again on some of those projects, you thankfully do not need to redo every project you ever do. If you just wrote a book, well, you don't ever have to write that book again. Thank goodness you are done. That is off your plate. If you want to write another book, you can write a different book, but you don't ever have to write that book again. So anyone who makes goals will tell you that when you start to tick your goals off, you want to do more because you feel like you can do more. When If you're a business owner and you're ticking your goals off, your business starts to blow up because you are making a plan, you're working the plan, and you start ticking off those boxes. That means that you hopefully are keeping track of your KPIs, and that is building your business in a way that will blow that up. Your hobbies can build more. You can can do more stuff, just more stuff in general. You want to build your own bike. You want to learn the ukulele. All of these things that you get to tick off makes you want to tick more off, or you can accomplish goals faster. It's very, um, it's a euphoric. I don't want to say addictive because it's not addictive. It's just like, oh, this is something that I can do and I can build it into my regular life. You can feel like you have a fuller life because you make a goal you take it off and you can make a new goal that can make you feel like you have a wonderfully full abundant life. So all that said, there have been times where I did not feel productive after a project. When I horribly botched planning, which happened to me for years because I was just like, I'm not even going to plan. There was a year where I was like, every day I'm going to sew something for 365 days. I'm going to sew one thing and I'm not going to use a single pattern. I'm just going to sew something up. That was terrible. My projects ended up all lopsided, but I was like, hey, hey, I didn't use a pattern. <laughs> like it's fine for not using a pattern, but that's awful. I didn't really feel like great about it after it was done. And eventually like I abandoned that project, probably not even like a hundred days in. So I horribly botched the planning and figuring out where that was going to like come in during my day. And then consistently in the beginning of my career, I would set up these events, so much went into planning what would happen on the day of events, but nothing went into planning how I was going to get people to go to the event. So I had this gingerbread house competition for, I want to say like four or five years, every year, every year for four or five years, I had the venue down packed. I had a different community group judging the gingerbread house. And I want to say three of those years, I was the only person who showed up with a gingerbread house, right? And that was just to be like, here's one and through the door. I didn't have any participants. I didn't have any uh, attendees. And it just, I don't want to say a horrible failure, but it was, it was, 
it was such a horrible failure that I was like, it can't possibly get any worse than this. And I would have it the next year and it would just be just as bad, you know? Um, so these things are awful. Always plan your stuff out, plan every part of that. I did not feel productive after that. I felt like it was a huge waste of time um, and other big events. So there's been big events uh, that we were able to get like 13,000 people in through the door, but that's because we partnered with other people who were really good at getting people in through the door. And so I feel like if you plan for it, and you know your shortcomings and you can partner with somebody who whose strength is your shortcomings, then that's amazing. Right, but right. when that goes awry and you put all the planning into like, uh, I put all the planning into exhibits and having people have interactive things to play with once they came in, which was great. That's always great. Super fun and amazing. But if nobody shows up to touch those things, to play with those things, to turn on those remote control control cars and go through the racetrack, who cares? Who cares? That's not productive. That is setting up for failure, I guess. <laughs> don't don't make my mistakes. I've made all the mistakes. I'm here to help you learn from my mistakes because I like to go big and fail big and fall straight on my face. Uh, and if I just knew about like the B method, and if I knew these things from the very get go, my life would be so much easier and more fulfilled. So when I did feel the most productive, I planned it out at least a little bit. And I really went for it, like balls to the wall, just went for it. And then how I know that it was a success is if I'm willing to talk about it afterwards, because so many of these things I'm so sick of by the end of it you know, early on in my career, when I would set up these projects, I would just be so sick of it. Like the book that I wrote, which is probably the biggest example of a very big time suck that I had no direction on and just went all in, but, um, but in no kind of direction. So sometimes I would just go back through and, and count how many times I said the word just you know, like those aren't really productive things. Like they're good and useful and maybe it helped progress it a little bit, but you know, really like it felt directionless. So by the end of that project, by the end of writing a book, if you've ever written a book before, even if you're working with a great big publisher, it is on you at the end of that to go out and market that book. You know, if, if you're Michelle Obama and you just published Becoming, you still have to do a tour. You need to go out there and get in front of people and talk about your book. Well, I was so sick of it after eight years. I didn't want to even mention it or think about it or anything. It was like, my project was complete. I'm pulling out now. I'm tapping out. My part of this is done. Perfectly happy with that because I did all that I could. And my sense of completion was the book being finalized. And thank goodness for that, right? But, as, but if I had really planned that out from the beginning, I would have I would have uh, rationed my energy to be part writing and part marketing along the way. Live and learn, you guys, live and learn. So these are tips just to help you feel more productive while you're going through it. At the end of your project, if you've planned it out, if you've maintained, if you've overcome your hurdles and you got to completion and you reset your house so that your space is honored and you have your house back, you can move on with your life, you should feel a little relief, some pride, and like you could do it again, but you don't need to. Thank you for showing up for yourself today. 
If you're trying to complete a project, click in the description to download our free checklist and identify what stage you're in.